Krill is what whales eat. Blue whales, they eat a bunch of krill. Oh, Cooper Cup! Eh. He doesn't He's... actually have crabs. Austin Eckler has hair now. Glove don't fit. Next offseason is going to be crazy. Anyways, it seems that we're having a revolution of our own here in New England right now. Um, that's a soccer team. That's our soccer team, the New England Revolution. I see what you did there. Was that a pun? Did you do that on purpose? Did you do that by accident? Exactly what I was going for. How'd you know? Ah, is it really? Did no, it's you, not. You, what I meant to say was <laughs> the rising popularity and people trying to overthrow our fearless dictator, uh, Bill Belichick, um, as we continue to fall to a worse and worse record with our loss to the Chiefs. 3-10 and ten right now. We're sitting pretty with the second overall pick in the draft uh, next year. Um, Carolina Panthers potentially helping us out. They won a game against the Falcons. So they we won should all be game. Panthers fans right now. What? We should all be Panthers fans. We should all be Panthers fans because if they can squeeze out another win and we lose out, that's big. Um, but it's going to be tough for us uh, ahead because there's a few games on our schedule um, that, to be honest, we have a real chance of winning. Now, I'm not, I'm not rooting for us to tank. Sounds like I am because you know it. Because it, the thought of having the number one pick is just really exciting. Um, and we just have a ton of options with that number one selection. We can trade back a couple picks, pull a Brad Stevens, you know. Um, get a first-round pick and end up drafting the guy we want at three would be pretty cool. Um, but for that to happen, the Carolina, Panther, Carolina Panthers need to win another game or two. So that's going to be tough. And the road ahead for us is the Broncos, which I previously um, depicted as the most boring football game um, in NFL history. Uh, it's going to happen on Sunday, Christmas Eve, um, which hopefully – I don't think it's going to be that boring anymore. Russ is starting yeah. to cook. Um, they just got cooked actually by who they play. They got cooked. Um, I, I'm thinking, hold on. Thinking the, the train the thought train is leaving. Uh, I had a bunch of these guys on my fantasy team and they went off the lions. Uh, yes, they got cooked by the lions. Yeah. Shout out. Sam Ford and Jared Love those yeah, guys. So um, road ahead, we get the Broncos, we got uh, the Bills, which uh, Bills on New Year's. So we have a lot of Eve games coming up. We got a Christmas Eve game against the Broncos, New Year's Eve game against the Bills, and then January 7th, we will face off against the New York mm. Jets. The and we have in what? January 8th Eve game. January 8th Eve game. Yeah, we, 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 we got to come up with a holiday around there. Um, maybe maybe move Martin Luther King um, Day up a week so we can make that work. Um, but have another Eve game. But anyways, um, the road ahead for us, for the way we've been playing, looks like a lot of losing. Um, Bailey Zappi has been more enjoyable to watch than Mac Jones over the past couple weeks. Um, I think it's because, you know, it's just it's it's something different. I don't think he's necessarily significantly better, but he, I mean, I mean, I think he, he's playing better at least right now. He's not turning the ball over. He definitely has confidence. Um, and you know, he started 
the first half off hot against the Steelers last week. And this past week against the Chiefs, he had another great first half. But, you know, I, maybe there's just something about it. He comes out of the locker room second half. He's just he's maybe too high on himself. Maybe he starts to get nervous that, like, you know, this is a real close game. Anything's possible. And, you know, he kind of crumbles because he had a pretty bad pick to start off the, the third quarter, which ended up being – it ended up being all downhill from there, and we ended up losing against the Chiefs, twenty-seven to seventeen. Pretty close game. Um, yeah, overall, I mean, we lost by ten. It was Zappy. He does this thing, and he does it often, where he looks good and he tricks you. He, it, it, I said it again. I, I, the game that he came out and uh, replaced Mac against Chicago, and he had that crazy first drive. It, where he scored a touchdown through to uh, Jacoby Myers, I uh, I tweeted. It was actually my first tweet that I had sent out in probably three years. I said it's it's zapping, and I said it with full confidence, with full gusto. I thought it was going to be a, a revolution, and it, it, it he was good for a little bit, and then he stunk. And he he tricks you. He does enough to where people think, oh my god, see it's Mac, Max, it's Max's fault. Max sucks. Which to be fair. Max not great anymore. We certainly ruined him. I think as a as a football player and as a man with confidence. Um, but I mean, I don't to think go it was along, our fault. I think it was. I think it was mostly our fault. But I think uh, like Zappy Zappy tricks you. He thinks, oh my god, this guy, he's back. He knows what he's doing, and then he muddles it all away. You don't. So you don't think? Do you think if Mac went to a different organization? that he would be as bad as he is right now? No, I don't think he'd be as bad as he, he is right now. But I think based off of what he has shown this season, he has shown what his ceiling is, and his ceiling is what he was his rookie year, just a capable um, game-managing quarterback, which it, it that's a good quarterback in this league. Um, but the thing is, is that I just think he's going to be like a Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, um, you know, just sort of Jimmy Garoppolo game manager and maybe like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Basically, I just think he's going to be like a journeyman. He's never really going to stick anywhere for a long time. Those were some of those quarterbacks were good. And I feel like I'd be doing disrespect to them by putting Mac in that conversation. But I think that's what Mac will eventually become just sort of a journeyman quarterback bouncing from team to team for the next few years. And you know, maybe he'll find a home and stick, but I I don't know. Especially if he's shown that his when he loses confidence in himself, he can't make simple throws like um, a wide open Hunter Henry against the Los Angeles Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, or a wide open throw in Frankfurt to Mike Kosicki to win the game against the Colts. Um, that was the that will give me nightmares for the rest of my life. But yeah. I will say, as far as the comparisons you made to those other guys, I think. The difference is that barring, you know, Sam Bradford, who was the first overall pick, all those other guys you named were never expected to be the guy. You know, like Ryan Fitzpatrick was a super late pick. Uh, Garoppolo was the second round pick. You know, everyone knew he was going to back up Brady. Who else did you say? Uh, you said Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. You said Dick. Bradford, Garoppolo. Some, oh, Case Keenum. Yeah, Case Keenum wasn't a high pick. They were – like expected to be backups and they were called upon. They, they honestly, a lot of them 
exceeded expectations. Like Garoppolo got a huge, huge contract with the Niners and then with the Raiders. Uh, Case Keenum was a starter for a while. Stripper. Uh, she's a she's an adult actress. Actress. Okay. You don't need to belittle. Not that strippers need belittlement. They don't. Okay, that's a profession too. All right. Okay. You know you got to make money somehow, dude. Okay. So that's fair. I just remember when he signed that contract and he got hurt right after. That's true. Yeah. His girlfriend came out and he was like, "It's okay. I'm gonna keep him safe" or something like that. And (laughs) I don't know what he's up to. I don't. James Garoppolo. if, If not, you know, he might not be the best football player around. But I mean, props. To him, dude, he's a good-looking guy. He's a handsome fella. He's a good-looking, you know? good-looking guy. He's a dude's dude, and guy's he's just been—he's been winning his whole career. Even though he's benched right now, he's benched uh, in Las Vegas. He's probably having fun, maybe too much fun. I would um, say he was winning until he went to the Raiders. Then he wasn't winning. Also, I know like his teammates, at least Martellus Bennett and Edelman, don't love him because yeah. he, he like. He hurt his finger or something, and he didn't play. And then Jacoby Brissett had like a torn AC jo- or like a separated AC joint, and he like played and won. So they they think he's soft. But regardless, like those guys, I think overperformed where their expectation expectations were. And Mac, I mean, if you're the fifteenth overall pick, you can't you can't get that. You know, you, you suck. If you suck, you suck. You know. And I think he certainly has underperformed. Sam Bradford, he did well sometimes, but he got hurt a lot. Um, Mac has gotten hurt a few times, but never like season-ending or like career-altering stuff. He hurt his ankle that one time, and he's getting. Remember that when he got carried down the stairs, and he was like, "Ah, ah!" yelling, yeah. yeah. And then he like he was back like two weeks later. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't. it's tough for me to give Mac that sort of leeway. I think if he is to bounce around the league, um, he'll, I think he'll get less. Sam Darnold comparison. I think, I think maybe. Yeah. That's, I think that's more fair, but also Sam Darnold's like way more athletic than Mac. Yeah. But he's never done anything. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like like you can say that Mac has, he like Mac made the playoffs as a rookie, and he is technically a Pro Bowler. I'd, but I'd put an asterisk next to that. You but know, you know who he is? You know who he is? He's Trubisky. Oh, he's Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky. He's just Mr. Trubisky. He made a he made a fake Pro Bowl, and now after this year, we're not gonna because Trubisky also lasted three years in Chicago before they got rid of him, and yeah. he's just been like bouncing around. And people because remember when he went to the Bills? And people are people were like, the Bills think they might have some something with Trubisky. They think they're gonna flip him for like a first round pick. And everyone's like, that well, that's not gonna happen. And then he went to the Steelers and he still sucks. He still sucks. He's so bad. I think I foresee that with Mac Jones. I I agree. That's definitely fair. The only difference between um Mac Jones and um Mitch Trubisky in that situation is that the organization on the Patriots side didn't have an ill-advised trade up in the draft to get a guy and miss. So True. I'm happy that, you know, we took Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I mean, the Mac Jones draft pick, it made sense at the time. We needed a quarterback. 
he was a great prospect coming out of the draft, just won a national championship, like great quarterback. Um, but obviously it just hasn't worked out. And I was so mad. Unfortunately, that's that's ended up ended us up in a situation where we will probably have a top two pick going into the draft next season where we can get Caleb Williams or Drake May, who were both better quarterback prospects coming out than Mac Jones. Way better. Yeah. And I think speaking of Trubisky. Uh, there is, I think, some bad juju with the idea of taking a quarterback from um, UNC, the second overall pick, because the last time that happened, it, it was Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, but Drake May is totally, totally different. He's way more polished. Uh, he's shown he's uh, Zach Wilson. God, I hate Zach Wilson. I actually – I think Zach Wilson as a person is, like, funny and, like, relatable a little bit because he's he's in on the joke at this point because yeah. um, they – there was, like, that report that came out last week where Robert Sala was, I guess, like, told him, he's like, hey, we're going to start you again this week. And he was like, no. He's like, I don't know. Like, you, you threw me to the curb. Like, I don't want to play for you. Like, what the fuck? And then he, like, came in and he, like, tore it up and then, like – I don't know. Like I, I found myself liking Zach Wilson more now that he's. I feel like he's not even a Jet anymore. I feel like he's just like playing for his next contract. You know, he's had a crazy turnaround. Like the Jets trading for Aaron Rodgers was honestly the best thing to happen to his career because it took the pressure off him for a little while. He gets to learn from one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um. And then he gets hurt. So he gets a chance to just shine and play quarterback. And he got benched again. He hasn't done his best, but you know, like there's there's still a what what like a like a capable football team. He he's shown that he's a capable quarterback in the league, and he probably will be on the team for another year. He'll probably play behind Rodgers. And um whether he succeeds Rodgers in the future or he goes to another team, um, you know, it sucks that a, a number two overall quarterback isn't a starter because you expect that that player of, of that draft position to be a franchise quarterback. Um, like it, 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 It's just lucky for him. You know, it, it didn't work out for him to be a franchise quarterback, but now he's just sort of – it's like he's like reviving his career almost because going into last season, he was horrible. He was very bad, one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league. Now it's like – He's gone up a few steps. I still think he sucks right now. Um, I don't. I would be very surprised if the Jets kept him. I think they're going to try to trade him next um, year. I don't. I, I feel like they got nothing to lose at this point. They've, they've held on to him for so long. I know, but so he he will be going into his fourth year. Uh, no, fifth year. No. I think he'll be. Going- him and Mac yeah. Jones get drafted the same year. Um, yeah. Um, so he'll be going into his fourth year. He'll assuming Aaron Rodgers is still the starter. Uh, he will be the backup again. And after that year, you're gonna either have to give him his fifth year option or extend him or decline his option, in which case he'll be a free agent anyways. So I don't think they'll extend him. Uh, and if I were him. I would try to go somewhere else to to play, you know, because he's not gonna 
like the he hasn't done well there. I don't think he fits well in that system. I think a change of scenery would do him well. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not the Jets. I would love as a Patriots fan, I would love the Jets to keep him. I think that would be great. Um but I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it, it all- Wilson, right? And this whole NFL thing hasn't really been working out for you. You know, right now you're living in New York City. Pretty pretty good living. You know, you're enjoying yourself. Like what what other team in the league would benefit from trading for Zach Wilson? Because they'd probably um, trade a bag of pucks to get him. Let's rattle off a few. So what teams suck that like don't have uh maybe they do have a quarterback, but they could benefit from having a better backup quarterback, someone who gets hurt a lot, maybe like the Cardinals. Kyler gets hurt a lot. They no longer have Josh Dobbs. They have Clayton yeah. Toon, who also sucks. But they also have Clayton Toon, who's a rookie, so like they don't really need another quarterback. They have a backup on the roster already. Uh, maybe the Browns, because I don't think I don't think they're going to keep Flacco. Uh, but they have Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's just hurt right now. I don't know. Maybe the Patriots. Dun, dun, dun. Dude, imagine we had a roster, a quarterback room that was Caleb Williams. Mac Jones mm. and Zach Wilson. Has there ever been a better Malik Cunningham back and Malik's our starter? Ah, uh, what a tragic thing that was, huh? Yeah, I don't think we've talked about that yet. That that was such a blunder in the Patriots' behalf. I mean, to be fair, he hasn't played actual NFL snaps. I don't yeah. know. I don't. Maybe he's played a uh, a couple plays, but like, I don't think so. Not even giving oh, yeah. him a drive in the league just to like. Give him a chance, especially with how bad our team's been doing. It's it's crazy. And Trent and Brown actually came out and he said, um, you know, I'm happy for you. You're you're in a place now where they're gonna actually give you a shot. Did you say so, AJ Brown? Trent Brown. Trent Brown. Yeah, uh, on his yeah. Instagram story, he came out and he was like, you know, um, best of luck to you. Like they're they're gonna believe in you there. A bunch of people kind of like did, adding they? the coaches, like yeah. not giving him a shot. There were like a ton of Patriots players that said stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, uh, to be fair, it, I mean, from the coach's perspective, you know, they realize they they definitely realize more than anyone that like we don't have the talent to be successful right now. So maybe in their mind, it's better to lose with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi than to potentially win a couple more games with Malik. Because unless Malik is going to be your quarterback of the future, like, you know, what's the point? Of winning a couple more games. Yeah. I think but it would be entertaining. It definitely would be fun, but in the middle of the season, at least I would have liked them to try that. You know, at the, like I get it now because I'm I'm still not pro tank, right? But now winning a game would have colossal ramifications, right? Well in the you, middle- said, you said you're not you're not pro tank? No, correct. Okay. What, what number was it? It was sixteen. So you were telling okay, me. Yeah. You were telling me. Roll for deception. Yes. Um, so, but like in the middle of the season, if when we, you know, like six, seven games in, when everyone was, we still sucked. I would have loved to see what Malik could do, but now we'll never get to see that because it's really it's. 
I love what the Ravens are doing in the quarterback room because obviously they have Lamar, who is one of the best players in the league. He's so dynamic, such an offensive weapon. And then instead of getting like just any backup quarterback, they've just gotten like miniature versions of Lamar Jackson. They have Tyler Huntley, who has the same skill set, and Malik Cunningham, who literally went to the same school and like played just like Lamar. They just have a bunch of Lamars, which is it's awesome. I mean, unfortunately, we have two Mac Joneses, which is not good. But you know, well, I don't know. We like Bailey Zappi. I don't really know what his QB comp is because he's he's quick. He can definitely move around in the pocket well. Um, I feel like but, his player comp is like Trevor Simeon. I feel yeah. like they're similar. It's like they do. They're like a little athletic, but like they're not great. You know, maybe you can make a play once in a while. They'd be like, oh, but like you, you're ne- Zappi is never going to make a play where you're like, oh my god. You know. Yeah. How crazy is it that we didn't score a point against the Chargers and then out of nowhere they let up 60 against the Raiders? Yeah, that's – and you know what? To add fuel to the fire. I got a point. Three former Patriots scored in that game. Brandon Bolden, Jacoby Myers, Jack Jones, all scored. Yeah, that, that Jack Jones pick too, that was crazy. So sick. Is Josh McDaniels the the offensive coordinator of the Chargers? I thought I saw that somewhere. No, he got he got fired. No, the Chargers. Oh no way! No, we would we would have heard about that. There's no way. Although Brandon Staley just got fired as well, which shocker, shocker, shocker. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised at all. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he sucks. Talk about a guy who sucks. He is on the list. He will not get I, – I would be surprised if he got another head coaching job anytime in the in the near future or in the distant future, to be honest with you, because he is kind of stinky poo-poo. He's a little stink. Brandon Staley? Yeah. No, he's big stink. He's – he's. I mean, dude, this kind of just – I mean, I don't know. The Chargers are cursed. They're never going to be a great team. And I feel good. I don't even need. I'll, I'll knock on one, but I don't. I don't need to do that. I'll roll for it. I want to roll for it. I'll roll for it. What but do you want? Roll. To see if the Chargers. Will the Chargers make the playoffs next year? Well, yeah. I don't think they will. I, mean, I don't think I've talked. Nah, about probably it. they probably will. They probably will. What What is it? What'd you get? Fifteen. Fifteen. Mm, maybe. I mean, did you hear about their their dire cap situation? No. I don't think I've talked to you about this yet. Talked to this about. Talk to you about this yet. Okay. So the Chargers cap situation for next year. Khalil Mack, who's going to be a 32-year-old edge rusher, is going to be making $38 million next year. It's a good chunk of change. He's going to be the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. You know, he's he's – Getting, he's much older now, you know, and he's not one of the top producers. He is a big producer, so it. it, it I would it, actually it, argue that right now he is the top producer. He leads the league in sacks currently. That's fair. All right, you're right, but like 38 million is insane. That's insane, and you know what? To make matters worse, um, Keenan Allen. Guess how much he's getting paid next year? Eight dollars. Thirty-three million. 
So from oh, those two players oh, alone, you were paying um what is it? Quick math. Over 70 million dollars just for those two players. Like how how can you feel the football team? Like the, the NFL is yeah. not the NBA where you can just pay a bunch of star players and go out and win games. You got to have a 53 man roster and you got to search for value everywhere. That's why I was really like like I wasn't surprised I guess why the Chargers took a wide receiver in the first round because it was just a Chargers move because they just want to bulk up on offense but like that's not the move. They got to build their team, their their foundation, their structure. That's why their their defense has sucked for a while and they're not helping them. They they're trying to get like the quick um win big move by like making a Khalil Mack move, which is a good move, but also now you got to pay him. And, you know, who who else is going to be on the team besides Khalil Mack? You know, Derwin James has been good. He's injury prone. Joey Bosa is out for the season now. Obviously, you can't prevent injuries, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a team sport, not a player sport. I will say that I have many thoughts on what you said. So, first of all, at least they got a good receiver when they drafted – one, you know, so you can't really fault them too bad. They got to start. Quentin Johnson certified. So good. So good. Uh, second of all, I mean, what, what you're talking about, uh, like the, the their defense sucking, it's not for a lack of trying. Like, do you remember two off seasons ago when the AFC West went nuclear? The Raiders got Chandler Jones, and everyone was like, ooh, that's pretty cool. But the Chargers, they got Khalil Mack. They got J.C. Jackson, who was coming off of, like, the best season of his career. He's one of the best corners in the league. They had uh, – That's true. Joe They're Burrow. also paying J.C. Jack- Jackson's contract right now. Yep. That's also, another $20 million they're paying for nothing. He's not even on the team. Hoping J.C. Jackson, he's dealing with some mental health stuff. I uh, hope he gets better soon. You know, it's tough. So, um, shout out J.C. Jackson. You know, we don't we're not in a huge playoff push, so take your time. Hope you can get better. Um, but yeah, I mean, on paper, their window was win now. They had Justin Herbert on a rookie deal. They had an aging Keenan Allen, who is one of the better receivers in the NFL. Uh, Austin Eckler, who was coming off of his breakout season. You had uh, young talent on defense. Derwin James, when he is healthy, I think is the best safety in the NFL. One of one or like the top three safeties in the NFL. He is a dog. Um, And, you know, they drafted Kenneth Murray, middle linebacker, just a year or two before that, and they didn't really know if he sucked yet. He does suck now. We know that. Um, But, like, they they bet on themselves, and they just – they were wrong. It just didn't work. Khalil Mack, his first year in L.A. was not the most productive. Uh, Now it definitely is. He's – Turn back the clock. He's one of the best players in the NFL, which is awesome. I love Khalil Mack, um, at least from like a stat standpoint. But yeah, the Chargers, like you were saying, I, they just can never figure it out. They always just like shoot themselves in the foot, or it seems like it's like a Looney Tune. Like they load the the gun and they shoot it, and it just like explodes in their hands. Like they have everything seems like it's gonna work out great. But they don't realize like the barrel is like bent backwards, like pointed at them. That's facts. Because on on your yeah, what you were saying, completely right. On paper, it seems like they have one of the better teams in the NFL. You know, you have a potential top five 
top 10 quarterback with Justin Herbert, a loaded receiving receiver core with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and now Quinton Johnson. Um, Austin Eckler, stud running back. Um, and their offensive line hasn't ever been the best, but statistically, Justin Herbert had a, like he, he's still been playing well, so it really hasn't been as much of an issue. Um, but that defense is just where they've been struggling the most. Like he's putting up, I, I think during the time that Justin Herbert's been there, they're they're thirty for thirty. You know, it's probably James Shout out Jameis. Thirty for thirty. Wait, what? Is is there a 30 for 30 for James Winston? No, because he, he had the 30 touchdown, 30 interception year a couple years oh, yeah. ago. Shout out, James. Apparently, speaking of Jameis, we should have a weekly Jameis segment, by the way, because he's just the best. He allegedly walked into uh, <laughs> uh, like uh, a team meeting with a briefcase, and he was like, fellas, this is our lucky day. Because I found and intercepted the only thing that is capable of stopping us this week. And he opened up the briefcase and it was empty. And he goes, and he like slammed, he goes, nothing, nothing's going to stop. I like that and one. They won. And they won. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that one. That's fun. So the one where he, um, when he was in the box and he like licked the W on his finger, yeah, that, was, w's. that was weird. But, hey, no, but it's like, James being Jameis. Yeah, and uh, there's a video of him in a Pelicans game – or not a Pelicans game. Um, yeah, a Pelicans game. And, like, the fans were going crazy, and he was, like, dapping everybody up in the first row, and he was just so happy. And it's it's so nice to see because, like, the Saints are not doing great. Like, the whole NFC South sucks. But, like, for the first time, like, it's not Jameis Winston's fault that his team is – Bad, you know, like this team might suck, but he's on the sideline. He's like, I'm just, I'm just having a good time, you know. I'm, he's like a motivational speaker for his team. Yeah. He's just happy to be there, you know. He, he was in an interesting situation too because he did get replaced, but he also had a bad leg injury, which put him on the sideline for all of the rest of. The oh my god, that was the video of him after the Saint. So the game that he tore his ACL. And the Saints ended up like winning. There's a video. I think it's like Marshawn Lattimore or someone, and they're like in the locker room, and there's like strobe lights and fog, and they're all like dancing, and they're like, "Hey, hey!" And then he like looks up, and he looks bewildered, and he flips the camera, and it's Jameis on his crutches going like this. In the back. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh!" Yeah. I, the, in the the off season that um, we got Cam Newton, there was a lot of speculation that we were gonna get Jameis. And talk about a ride that would have been. That would have been amazing if we just had a season of Jameis Winston. It would have been awesome. I would have loved it so much. Yeah. In hindsight, I don't really think there would have been much of a difference from the Cam Newton signing, to be honest. He he probably would have played the same at quarterback. We probably still would have gotten Mac Jones. We might even still have Jameis Winston on our team. And that's like that's he, he. I will say though, he's Jameis Winston seems just like the anti-patriot because he's just so fun and like wild cardish. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he's also he, like him. He's like naturally himself. He's just a fun person. Yeah. I feel like Mac Jones is like 
at points tried to come out with like his personality, but it's just been like, to, for lack of a better term, like cringe sometimes, you know, like him trying to gritty in the Pro Bowl was just like weird. Not only because, not even because he like gritted on a touchdown, it's because he gritted on a play that didn't even count, that was like blown back by like a whistle. Like, and he still ran it in and gritty. It was like, all right, dude, he's getting his moment, like whatever. It's I, just thought like, it was, I thought that was funny. I thought that because it's a Pro Bowl, you know, it's not serious. It doesn't really matter. Like, I hear that during a game, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It, it's. I think it was still weird to do it in general. All right, man. Just say you don't like fun. That's okay. I don't like fun, but you know what I did like? I did like Mac Jones and Mike Gesicki grittying um, during the season when they got a touchdown. That was cool. That was fun. That was. It wasn't that was, fun when he didn't actually score a touchdown and he was like wasting everyone's time and trying to make a clip. Like not trying to make a clip, but like, ah, that was, that was weird. I will say the gritty that Mac hit with Mike Kosicki when he scored that touchdown. Was, I don't know. I don't know how he contorted his legs to bend the way that they did when he was running over. But there's like a still frame of that of that video where it literally it looks like his legs are made of like rubber bands, and it's so funny. But that was that was the last peak moment I think of Mac Jones' Patriots tenure. Everything else after that moment was just 90 degrees downhill. Hey, well, he's not gone yet. You know, we are definitely talking about him like he's gone. And, you know, he definitely is on his way out. Um, but what are the Patriots going to do with him going into next season? Are they going to keep on the roster as a backup quarterback to maybe whoever we get in the draft? Um, is that going to cause a weird tension in the locker room? Or are we going to get rid of him? I don't really see a scenario where we cut him for nothing. Um, but, you know, we did cut Cam Newton straight up because we believed in our new starting quarterback, Mac Jones. So, yeah, I I don't foresee a future where we keep Mac. Um, I think if we were to trade him, we'd get like a fifth-round pick, which is something, you know, something is better than nothing. But I don't think there's a significant drop-off currently between Mac and Bailey Zappi, at least enough to keep Mac over Zappi. And I'm sure there would be people in the locker room who would feel not strongly about Mac staying the starter, but I think there would be like an awkwardness where – you know, like this was your guy. A lot of people believed in him. They believed him for a long time, like even after he sucked, like Max, our guy. Um, so I think just allowing him to leave and be somewhere else would be the better decision. And should we take a quarterback, allowing him to grow into the team on his own would be best case scenario. Yeah, that is true. Because I feel like with Bailey Zappi, you know, Relatively, they've played pretty pretty similar in terms of their their stats over the past couple seasons. Uh, Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, and but I think Bailey Zappi has just known that he's been in a backup quarterback role, who's been fighting for the starter position, which I would feel more comfortable with Bailey Zappi and potentially a new quarterback coming in onto the team rather than um, 
as you were saying, like someone who was supposed to be our leader, who's just kind of fallen off a cliff, um, him battling for a starting position with the guy that we just got to replace him, who is going to be our new leader. It just creates a weird tension in the locker room. You know, I feel like it, it wouldn't really foster like a healthy team environment. It seems like there'd be a divide and in, in some toxicity perhaps. Um, yeah. Hey, Belichick is going to manage the team and w- the way he sees f- fit best or whoever is the successor of Belichick. So it's going to be, there's, this is going to be a really crazy off season potentially. It's either we're going to do, we're going to make crazy changes or we're not doing anything. I, yeah. I, I, I uh, see that happening where we just have the most boring off season where maybe we keep Joe Belichick, you know, we sign, we probably have a lot of cap space. Maybe we can sign we have up a lot of cap space. We have we have a very high uh, amount of cap space. I would I, I would love to sign that would be that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, go really? after T. Higgins if they can't keep him. Yeah, I would love to did you see the play he made where he yeah, a great he awareness the space jam stretch where he like reached all the way across the goal line. First of all, the the acrobatic catch to keep your feet in bounds right along the, the sideline, like tight roping that is crazy. And then to have the spatial awareness to spin and stretch your arm out to cross the plane is so crazy. And T. Higgins has had a very quiet year um, considering his potential and his ability that he's shown the past few years. But, I don't know if that's necessarily his fault, though. Especially. Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow was hurt. Um, you got Jake Browning now. I mean, Jamar has been quiet, too. It's just like the Bengals have been off the whole year. Um, so it's not – you're right. It's not all on him. Uh, and we all know what he's capable it, of. Yeah, I would be, yeah, it could be good getting a, a potential discounted price of what he, he will yeah, bring you to your team. I'd be over the moon. Yeah, because he's a potential number one receiver on your team. Yeah. And – um, if you you know we think think about pairing T Higgins with um, Demario Douglas Ooh. and Juju, let's hope Juju makes a comeback, and then maybe we draft a guy. Which what I think, you know, if we take a quarterback in the first round, let's take a wide receiver in the second or third round. Tyquan Thornton hasn't really shown much, and we we need to just keep getting fresh legs in here to try to rejuvenate this offense. Um, I think too, um, Kung Fu Kenny. Coming back, we have to resign him. Be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I love Kendrick Bourne, but we'll see. That's up in yeah, the air. I, I, don't know. I, I would understand if they didn't resign him. I, I would get it. Yeah, it would I think suck. Would be a Patriot still though. Um, so that's a good sign. But you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a business, and the Patriots are going to make uh, a business decision. And hopefully we don't uh, don't have a Jacoby Myers situation again. God, he's so he's so good. Did you see that touchdown he had? The diving touchdown. Nah, it, it pains me to watch him succeed elsewhere. I listen. I Jacoby Myers was my favorite Patriot for the last like three seasons, and he, I enjoy seeing him succeed. It's just like, it's like. It's painful, but it it's you're happy for him, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wish. I honestly wish he was on a better team. Say again. You got to stop getting Patriots jerseys because every Patriots jersey you get, they end up leaving us. So maybe you get like a Mac Jones jersey or get like a Matthew Slater farewell or or, or you know <laughs> McCordy jersey or something. Even though he's well, already gone. yeah, I was gonna say McCordy's gone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I could get one, but would that mean he would come back? Maybe I should get another Brady jersey and then maybe he'll come back. Imagine, imagine that. I saw some like crazy Pat's meme page post where it was like, Nick's offseason is going to be crazy. Patriots are going to draft Marvin Harrison with the second overall pick. We're going to bring Brady back. We're going to re-sign Gronk. We're going to get Josh McDaniels back in the building. And boom, Patriots are back. Super Bowl run. I think Honestly, if that happened, I'd, we're a playoff team. <laughs> we're a playoff team to say the least. I think, and this is, I'm speaking from the bottom of my heart. I, I truly believe this. There is a greater than 0% chance that Tom Brady is the first player in NFL history to make the Hall of Fame, get inducted into the Hall of Fame, and then come out of retirement and like play for a team again. I think there's like a, I think there's like a 1% chance it happens, but I think he would do it just to, be the guy who did it, you know. Imagine getting a, an alert from your team saying in like see okay, so it would be 4 years from now. So it would be 2028. You're like you're like a a Chargers fan in 2028 and like Herbert is gone, like you couldn't resign him whatever. And it's like, "Damn, dude, we we're going to suck again. We have to rebuild." And you get an alert from sports that are like breaking news, first ballot Hall of Famer. Tom Brady signs with the Chargers on like a one-year deal. And Quentin Johnson, the all-pro receiver that you have, is ecstatic. Khalil Mack, the 37-year-old edge rusher. The 37-year-old all-time leader in sacks. Yeah, all-time leader in sacks with with Joey Bosa, the star development uh, edge rusher. <laughs> with Joey Bosa, the second all-time leader in sacks. And and – um, Derwin James, the bag of bones in the secondary. Mm-hmm. You know, Austin Eckler has hair now. Does he? Oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> you got me for a second with that one. That's a universe I want to live in. That would be funny. That would be that would be great. Yeah, but I don't know. I think uh, that'd be fun. That'd be really cool. I don't. It, I don't think it's likely to happen um i don't think it will happen but it's something that i think is possible and i would really enjoy it if it did yeah it i i think it's the end of the road for him you know he's he's gotten to the point too where he's just kind of like being like a savage grandpa and he's just like adding players all the time and he's basically just talking shit all the time so i'd be surprised if he came back after that because he's basically saying that the whole league's like soft right now. I he agree. Has understand. been on no, yeah, I would agree too. But he he has been on record saying a lot of times that the the reason why he's been able to succeed so much is because the NFL has gotten, um, I don't want to say easier, but like in terms of the it, it's turned more into an offensive league from yeah. when he started to where he ended. 
And he used to, he has a quote saying that, you know, you could never throw across the middle of a field because you'd have shit. What's his name? The Ravens linebacker. I'm blanking. Ray Lewis. You'd have like Ray Lewis over there just laying the body. He would murder any receiver you threw over there. Now that that, that would be a penalty. And he was actually, that a, came was out. that a joke? Was that a joke because Ray Lewis actually killed someone? Oh, yeah. Uh, forgot about that. He did kill someone. Ray Lewis, we're huge fans. Glove don't fit. We. <laughs> you must. That was a different quit. guy. <laughs> that was oh, a different yeah. guy. Some some juice guy. Ray Lewis, if you're listening to this, we love you. We are. You don't got to worry about us. Um, but yeah, I mean, very. I mean, he's right. I think if you just look at old NFL, I was actually I watched a video today. It was like the top 100 plays of Tom Brady's career. And he went from playing on like VHS tape quality broadcasts to 4K broadcasts. Like it it literally looked like the early footage of his career was filmed with a camera, a camcorder that you would get in like TV prod class. And when he ended, it was like a movie. It was crazy. But, yeah, I mean, if anyone is the authority on speaking on this matter, it's Tom Brady. And um, he's he's not wrong. It's definitely gotten way more offensively favored. Yeah. He definitely has. And considering that that's the case, you know, Robert Kraft's going to have a heck of an offseason season trying to figure out how the Patriots can adapt to this changing offensive league. Um, For a while, we've had it easy. Not easy, but having the best quarterback of all time has um, been able to give us flexibility for what we can do on other areas of our football team to make us a more cohesive unit. Um, But now we, we lose that superstar player, and, you know, we are in a situation where we've we've put ourselves in a situation where we've been continuing to seek value on offense, um, which has mostly been missing um, to try to have, try to like make a cohesive roster. And um, defensively it's been working out great. We we've had a great defense these past couple of years. And even this year, it's been great. We've gone, we've made history this year with the best defense to have a losing record. Um, That three game stretch where we let up 26 points and lost three games um, hopefully it, it sticks in the record books forever. Um, but not in a good way, but you know, an unfortunate losing streak, but now we're in an offensive league. You need superstar wide receivers. You need a star quarterback. Um, and potentially, you know, there's a lot of offensive coordinators in this league that have become head coaches over this. I think, uh, probably, 60 per 60 to 80 percent of the coaches in this league are are offensive court or offense focused rather than defensive focused like like a Belichick Tomlin um, McDermott type coach so if I'm if I'm Rob Robbie boy I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Bill and I'm just trying to restart restructure this wrist roster but obviously a lot, a lot of questions to be answered. Um, but 
some crazy information that might help Robert um, with this decision is, you know, it, it's it's been proven that video games have been able to help surgeons perform better in surgery. And actually, in 2007, um, according to a 2007 study, surgeons who play certain video games at least three hours a week perform 27, uh, 27% faster with 37% less errors during surgery. Now, Robert, my suggestion to you is get on the sticks, start playing Madden, start a franchise mode, get the Patriots, and just run a couple simulations of this offseason mm-hmm. to come. You know, draft Malik, draft Drake May and a few different franchises. Hey, who's Malik? Sorry, not Malik. Uh, Drake May, Caleb Williams. Yeah. You know, have have a have a franchise where you just take Marvin Harrison. You stick with Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. See how the team develops and meshes together during the season. Sim it a few times, and let's see what we'll see what's happened. What's going to happen? Let's learn from yeah. our mistakes, and you know, let's 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 turn this team around. Do you think any coaches or owners do that? I think um, Mike McDaniel does that all the time. I think Mike That's, McDaniel probably plays Madden. Probably a good call. Was that your fun fact, by the way, about the video games? Yes, that was my fun fact. That is a good fun fact. I like that, actually. Um, Thank you. My, my fun fact is a little bit more somber. And I know we were just talking about, we were just talking about Tom Brady um, and, and Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. And, you know, the three of them have been in some really highly contested tight, exciting games before. I mean, you think of the AFC Championship against the Jags in 2017. Man, what a nail-biter. I mean, obviously, you got the Seahawks Super Bowl that came down to the very last play, picked off Malcolm Butler. We all remember. We all knew where we were. Uh, Then, you know, Atlanta, the big comeback, the overtime Super Bowl thriller, and those were all very, very stressful games, but there may have never been a more stressful game than the one in 1959 where – the NFL commissioner, Burt Bell, he literally died from a heart attack after he saw a team score a touchdown. He passed away because it was so stressful. He saw a team score. He got so excited that he died. So, Roger Goodell, I mean, you did well. You went to all those Patriots games and you saw them and you, you survived. So good on you. You must be doing, you know, some good cardio, have good cardiovascular health. But I, you know, yeah, a man died. A man, not only a man, the head man of the NFL. Imagine Roger Goodell watching like a playoff game, and like Mike. Roger Goodell dies at any point in the next three years. Do not look to this podcast. We were not responsible in any way for what what has happened to him potentially. But like, imagine, imagine like the NFC Championship a couple years ago, where like Brady had that comeback, and then Stafford threw that like fifty yard bomb. To Cooper Cup to put him in field goal range, yeah. and like he saw Cooper Cup catch it, and he's like, "Oh, Cooper Cup!" Eh, and he just like died in the uh, in the bonus box. You know, it's crazy. It's a crazy thing. I didn't know that until yeah. like thirty minutes ago. That that is a sad fun fact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's much but, less. I mean, it shows the love, the, the love of the game, and how intense some of these games can get for people. Yeah. Um, right. I feel like the hate for Roger Goodell really went away a little bit because he was at, a, at an all-time high for a while, like after yeah. the Deflategate stuff. And maybe just around here, we I, there were the all those Roger Goodell clown 
towels from Barstool, like T-shirts you could get. Like people, he was public enemy number one in New England. And I don't know if that was a league-wide thing, probably more so here because... Oh, definitely. I don't think people from outside of New England don't understand that for that entire offseason, um, it was on the radio every single day. How long is Tom Brady's suspension going to be? Is he going to get suspended? This is bullshit. Robert Roger Goodell is an asshole. He's just trying to find something. Like it was, it, it was nonstop talk radio for months. That's yeah. all people were talking about. It was insane. And you know what's mean, actually, about that situation? He doesn't it's, actually have crabs. No, correct. Well, we don't know this. He could. That was Trevor's shirt. <laughs> I was. I was gonna say. Uh, it's mean that after Brady served his suspension, the first game that he came back to was against the Browns, who were at the time the perennial worst team in the NFL. And Brady came with the wrath of God. I think he threw three touchdowns to Martellus Bennett that game. It was either three or two. But I remember he came back and he it was where he like rushed for the first down that one play and he got like decked kind of when he was getting out. And he like jumped up and he did that like, goofy ass first down signal that's when i knew that moment like we are going to be very good this year um god that's so mean if i were the if i were the the browns owner and i saw that i was playing a pissed off tom brady the game he came back from suspension i would petition i would say give it to somebody else give it to like give it to the broncos or like the colts or the ravens don't don't put us in the crosshairs this is not fair Especially the ratings in that game, too, where it's like, all right, watch Brady come back and shit pump the Browns. Um, Maybe Roger did that on purpose. He's like, all right, he's going to come back. I want as little people to watch this game. I want it to be as, yeah. like, the least amount of big deal it could possibly be. That, that makes sense. I feel like he would do something like that. Um, also, he might be picking up some more hate in Philly recently because he's he's – Recently come out and said that he wants to ban the tush push. The brotherly um, shove. The br- brotherly shove, tush push, however you would like to put I it. I like the tush push more. I like the put I like the tush push. And I think what adds value to it as well is it it's been shown throughout the league that not everyone could do it. Um the yeah. Eagles have just perfected it because you got Jason Kelsey, one of the best centers in the league, and um Everyone always follows that up with Jalen Hurts, who can squat 600 pounds. It makes a real difference um, on your team for who's doing it. And opposed to like us, for example, um, we've tried it a couple times with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, and we have been unsuccessful. Yeah. So um, I think, I you know, know, it's a football play. Why Why bad? I, I think it's it's definitely um, inconvenient. And a little little broken sometimes, but did you know in the Canadian Football League, um, you have three downs to every drive, and to reset your downs, um, you can do an onside punt. I did know that actually, which is basically just you being behind the line of scrimmage, punting it a yard, and then jumping on it, and it just resets your drive. Like that's stupid. That shouldn't be a thing mm-hmm. in the game of football. Um, but you, the touch oh, push is a physical play. You know, it's drive the ball forward. That's 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 fun football. I have a question for you, actually, Andrew. Yes. I'm curious to hear your opinion on this. So, do you know how uh, a few years ago, three or four years ago, they changed the onside kick rules 
to say that you can't get like the the run up, you know, for the the kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um, would you? And since then, like the percentage of recovered onside kicks, onside kicks is so so low um, that it's pretty much useless to try one. Like it's it's an obsolete strategy at this point. Would you be in favor of a rule change where, in order to gain possession, instead of trying an onside kick, you can elect to go for it? It's like you can. It's like fourth and fifteen from your own twenty-five, and if you get it, you take over possession. And if you don't, like the other team, just takes it at your own twenty-five. Nah, I I wouldn't like that. I think that's a little cheesy. Um, because I don't know. It's, it's like there are teams that are going to be able to do that easier than others. And, um, obviously, you know, the better teams will succeed in, in those situations. And well, shouldn't the better team succeed anyways? Yeah, for sure. Right. But like, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like the way we've been playing football forever. It's, it seems like a cheesy change of, of course. Um, I think I think it would add a lot of of intrigue to the ends of games because now if a team if you're down two scores right with say you're down ten points with two minutes left and you score a touchdown and there's like a minute thirty left in the game that minute thirty is pretty much wasted because there's such a low probability that you're going to get the ball back that the other team can just run out the clock right. Well, then you know what? You got to have a good coach, unlike Mike McCarthy, who's going to manage the clock well, and um, you won't be in that situation. Also, I'm based off of what you had mentioned uh, a minute ago, I would be in favor of a, a rule change that allows you to elect um, a few, like at most, like three to five players on your onside kick team who are able to get a running start. Um, just so you know, it, it were you, you know, you increase the likelihood of an onside kick, but also the um, you're mitigating the risk of in- injury as well. So, because like to be honest, you know, when I was growing up, I always thought special teams was like a like a is wimpy. You know, if you're on special teams, you sucked. It was bad. As I have grown up, and I, I played high school football, and you know, you just watch the NFL games. Special teams is chaos. It is insane. The fact that on a kickoff team, you just kick the ball off and people are are running to full sprint to just tackle you and you guys just collide with each other. Like that's a that's a big impact every single time you do it. And for something like an onside kick, you know, um, we're talking about someone it like superhuman athletes who get a 10-yard like running head start. And they're gonna run at you, and you don't even you don't even have any ground to like to gain. So you you don't even have any forward forward momentum to to help you. You're pretty much just getting like clocked immediately. So yeah, did you see the Jags game this past week where um, the guy called for a fair catch and a punt, and the gunner on the punt team didn't see him. He was like looking in the, in the air at the ball when the guy waved for a fair catch. So he just clocked the guy. Like the guy who called for a fair catch obviously wasn't expecting to be hit. So he caught the ball and then immediately just got blown up. And everybody on, on the Jags like ran up and started like 
They're like, what the fuck? And he was like, I didn't see it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's like the one thing that you that I think there's no bones about it. Like if you deck a guy who called for a fair catch, it's like instant hand throwing. Like you can't there's no there's no room for discussion if that happens. Yeah. Unless I'd say if it was like a really late fair catch, you know, yeah. like you're that's fair. you're the dude is literally like he's running at you. You you've waited too long to call it, and he can't move out of the way. And then your last second, like, oh, like that's a little cheesy, you know. But um, obviously, player safety is in, important, especially when a um, a gunner is running full speed at a defenseless. Um, I don't know if you'd call him a, a, a I'll call him a returner in this case, because they're just looking up in the air. They're not, they don't have no mem- no momentum moving forward. Like you're going to get clocked nine times out of 10 in that situation. Very scary thing to do. Very yeah. scary thing to do. Oh my God. Yeah. But Hey, um, part of the, part of the job. Sometimes that's where you got to start before you get your chance. I feel like a lot of people might forget about this. The best receiver in the NFL right now started as a return man. He wasn't, a receiver. Uh, do you remember when Tyreek Hill was absolutely lighting it up in the return game? He had like three games in a row where he just had crazy, crazy returns, and they're like, maybe we should get this guy the ball. And since then, he's been like a top three receiver in the NFL. That's cool. That's really cool. Tyreek Hill is a scumbag of, of a person, I think, but um, cool football player. Cool story from him. He's he's really really fast and talented, but also beat up his wife and kid. So, yeah, you know it's a toss up. You you win some, you lose some, but you know when you're a superstar player in in this league, you get perks. Yeah, he's. But you know what perk he hasn't gotten? Um, he has not been awarded ninety nine overall in Madden. He will be next year. He yeah, I mean, but what if he's not? Well, he will. Yeah, I think he will be. Imagine he broke like all receiving records, and they were like, "Nope, <laughs> nope, Tyreek, you hit your wife and kids." He should. I, I'm shocked he didn't like get prison time for that. That's it's crazy. I mean, I don't. He, ah, I don't know, scumbag. He sucks. But um, yeah, he's uh, he might not even break the record this year because he's missing next week. Really, he's not, he's not gonna play this upcoming week now, and he only had 60 yards receiving this past week. So, Jerry McCarthy, you better watch out because you are in jeopardy without your star wide receiver and could yeah. lose in fantasy football. You could lose. I was looking, um, I mean, this is just fantasy discussion, but um, he has the most points for in the league, and I, I believe the least points against which yeah. is a, just a crazy combination very lucky he, oh god he's on a rampage anyways uh good luck to everybody in the fantasy playoffs if you're partaking in the holidays um <laughs> if you're in it you know go win if you're not don't lose because it sucks and your friends might make you wear a speedo on the beach it's true you could get completely embarrassed or realized hey Maybe I'll do this again sometime. Anything's possible. <laughs> Anything um, is possible, man. Anything is possible. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe, maybe you, you like the way it makes you feel. 
<laughs> Maybe you get some compliments from some other beachgoers. <laughs> the conversation started, you know. Yeah. You know, no, no one can say. No one can say. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel good. I feel good. I feel like I I like my, my chances of not finishing last this season. Hey, you won you won against Cronin, so you're good. And we we both won. Oh, but you're in the playoffs in the other league. I'm not. I think I'm safe in both leagues. Uh, I yeah. Honestly, I woke up this morning. It was. I, I thought it was eliminated from the playoffs. Christmas miracle. Um, Andrew won by point. What was it? Point point five or something. Point five points victory for Andrew and Nick Melanson, uh, a fellow primetime production member. He's on the hockey side of things. My condolences go out to him. He lost his fantasy playoff game by point three points because he needed two from DeAndre Swift. Not DeAndre Swift, sorry. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. He needed DeAndre Swift to get him two points um, in the entire fourth quarter, and he didn't. So, Nick, Mel, very sorry, man. Um, I know you also blocked a shot in our last men's league game. Hope you're healing up. Hope your leg is feeling better. Hope your heart is feeling even better than that. Um, and we're th- we're thinking of you. You You're got 143 a points, man. That's a lot to lose. So what? he had 143 points and he lost by uh, point. Yeah, tough, tough, tough. You know what though? Next year, next year's your year, Mel. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Next year's my year. And guess what? Next year is our year collectively for Push the Patriots. Top, we're gonna be running this league and Bush Lightning, I guess. But I was talking about our football team, the New England Patriots, because guess what? We're coming out, we're drafting Caleb Williams, or we're drafting Drake May, or guess what? We're drafting Marvin Harrison, or maybe hey, guess what? Maybe we're drafting all three, and we're gonna go out there and we're gonna win every game. We're gonna go 16, nope, 17 and 0. We're gonna go in the playoffs, knock off Josh Allen, knock off Patrick Mahomes, and then we're gonna go to the Super Bowl and beat. Brock Purdy, and guess what? Dynasty's back on. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first from the drop back. Drop, drop, drop. Drop, drop. Drop. Drop.